and I am the head of news at Health for Mzanzi, the brand new baby sister of Food for Mzanzi. On Health for Mzanzi, we explore the often complex relationship between health and food. Standing in for my co-sister this week is my colleague Lucinda Dordley. Hey Lulu and dear listeners, welcome to Sisters Without Shame a no-holds-barred podcast that is proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. And if you're still scratching your head wondering why this podcast is called Sisters Without Shame, well, you know those secret medical shames you simply cannot share with anyone else? Baby, you don't need to suffer in silence anymore. Every week, we will be your sisters in shame, holding your hand as we unpack your ailments with an expert who has all the right answers to those embarrassing health questions you would not dare ask in public. This podcast is a safe space and there will be no judgment from us. A lot of surprises always, but absolutely no judgment from us. So, if you have suspicious bum pimples, or maybe you can't seem to get rid of that chronic B.O., no problem, you've tuned into the right podcast to help solve your problems. Lucinda, let's get into it with our Friend in Crisis segment. In every episode, we will listen to a voice note, read a WhatsApp, or an email message received from a Healthform Zanzi reader. Remember, your messages are confidential and we will never mention your name unless you want us to. Lucinda, who is our friend in crisis this week? So, this week is a bit of a tricky one. I think this is the first time that Sisters Without Shame has received an SMS. But anyway, Lulu, our friend is anonymous from Ermalu. Anonymous writes, Hello, sisters. Why does my breath smell like sewage or rotten garbage five minutes after I've finished brushing my teeth? I'm having a strong bad breath which can be smelled for a long distance or in my room. This has affected my relationships with people. I will keep quiet when I am in a social setting because I'm scared of what people will say. This note is actually fitting because it is National Oral Health Month in Mzansi. Bad breath is such a common issue but at the same time it is also a very contentious one. I must admit that I did consult Dr. Google to sort of explore what could potentially be the cause of our friend's problem. Bad breath is usually simple and preventable, and it turns out that dietary factors, as well as tobacco and alcohol use, may be factors in causing bad breath, poor oral hygiene, gum disease, tooth decay, or mouth infections can also be causes of halitosis. At Food for Mzanzi, one of our favorite farmers, Dr. Peter Prinsloo, is also a dentist. Dr. Prinsloo is the owner of Langside Meats in Queenstown and runs his own practice in the Eastern Cape Town. Over to you, Lulu and Dr. Peter. I don't know, bad breath is kind of a very topical discussion. It is National Oral Health Month. And after mm. all, in your professional opinion, what could be the cause then of strong bad breath? Lulu, first of all, you know, the most common issue is usually dental issues. Depends how, how much caries is in her mouth. If there are bad rotting teeth, obviously that can cause the whole mouth to smell bad and also to cause halitosis, as we call it. 
Now, our definition of halitosis is just a constant bad breath. Now, there's variants of it. First of all, dental issues, as I said, then mouth, nose, and throat infections also. That can also be a good cause. And Mm. then dry mouth, and then smoking and tobacco can also cause bad breath or Mm. chronic conditions where with gastric reflux or diabetes or liver or kidney disease can even also cause bad breath. Now, the most common thing that I see in my surgery is usually it's associated with bad gingivitis. So mouth infection, not necessarily bad teeth, but bad gums. And the common bacteria that actually infects it and that gives off that smell is called an anaerobe bacteria. It's one that can exist without oxygen. You get two different types, basically. You get the one that works, that needs oxygen to survive, and then you get one that's like Staphylococcus aureus, which sits a lot inside your nose, you know, and then it can spread from there. But that's not the one that causes the mouth infections or the gingivitis. Now, gingivitis goes, when it gets bad, it gets called periodontitis, which is an infection of the whole surrounding tissue of the bone. And that eventually leads to teeth loosening up and you can lose teeth. And more people lose teeth because of periodontitis than little holes or caries, as we call it. And by the way, you know, with our pandemics that we've got, caries is the most common disease that people have. It's not flu. We all think it's flu of common colds, but it's dental caries is the most common disease. To address that, first of all, I would suggest to the lady that she goes to a dentist just to find the source of this. In other words, let's say she they cut out the dental issues. You know, her teeth are not bad which I think sounds like it because she can't understand why she's got by bad breath. Then secondly, they will pick up immediately if she's got a chronic gingivitis. Bleeding gums is the most common sign of it. Usually tooth sensitivity because the gums actually loosen up from the teeth and they recede because of the bone degeneration. You know, you get longer in the tooth. The teeth get longer, not necessarily longer, but the tissues around the teeth get degenerated. Dry mouth is usually associated with older people. I don't think our friend that asked the question is old. It sounds like she's younger. And she might not be a smoker. So of the five different scenarios, we can cut out about three of them. But then the most common issue that I see a lot of times when people ask me, when their oral hygiene is good, they haven't got gingivitis, I usually put a swab or a spatel on their tongue and push it down and look at the throat. And years back when I was small, and my kids as well, tonsils were removed almost like routinely, you know, by doctors. As soon as the child had two or three sore throat episodes, it was treated and the tonsils were removed. Now, a lot of people are walking around with tonsils. And you see, we call it coplic stains. You see white spots in the back of the throat. Don't try and do it yourself. You'll make yourself nauseous. But if I look at it under the light with a spatula on the tongue, I depress the tongue. You see white spots. Now, those are chronic abscess spots, which are also infected by these anaerobic bacteria. The ones that I see that I cut out gingivitis, I cut out dental caries, is most commonly caused by swollen tonsils. And then I would recommend she goes to a medical doctor or even a ear, nose and throat specialist that they can address this issue. First of all, I usually just prescribe a bit of a longer term course of antibiotics, which work on these anaerobic bacteria. 
And if that doesn't clear it up, that's usually doesn't clear it up 100%. So I would suggest, firstly, she should go and see the dentist to cut out those other issues, the dental issues and the gingiva issues. And if not, then she could go and see a medical doctor to be referred to an ear, nose and throat specialist. And then lastly, the chronic conditions are actually also quite difficult. And this is where I prescribe in my practice, when I find someone like that and I've ruled out all the other causes, I put them on a regime of probiotics, which, which a probiotic just fills up the normal microflora of the mouth. You can see very quickly if a person has got an over-infection or over-presence of fungus in the mouth. You know, there's certain things that we look at. The tongue has got patches on it. So all that probing flora does is it restores the normal bacteria, good bacteria. When you take an antibiotic, a strong antibiotic sometimes, a doctor would prescribe probiotic to you. And all that is, is that the good bacteria are also killed by the antibiotics. So we replace them with the proviflor. But now sometimes with people with these chronic infections or malfunctions, remember the kidneys, for instance, is a place where the toxins are excreted in the body. A lot of them. Liver works on them and the kidneys excrete them through the bladder. And sometimes we mouth that process in our body's malfunctions. And it comes back mostly to imbalance of the microflora in our digestive system. I'd mention it lastly, but that is a big cause of that. But my advice in short to this lady would be, go to your dentist first, rule out the dental issues. If it's not that, then perhaps the dentist could put her on a regime, like I do sometimes, or in a bad scenario where the tonsils are swollen, I refer to her medical doctor. You know, I think people would always just assume that you've got bad breath because you've got bad dental hygiene practices mm. or something like that. Who knew that there were actually so many, like a multitude of reasons behind yes. you know, bad yes. breath, actually. Yeah, it's actually amazing. You know, people do think that, absolutely. First thing, they come to the dentist and they want to clean their teeth. And people are absolutely, and you'll get the people that say, I want to have a cleaning and they do it regularly. And then they say, yeah, but my partner complains of my bad breath. But then the mouth is in excellent condition. And there again, you know, this whole Dental Health Month is mm -hmm. all about making people aware of these things, making people aware of dental health. As I said, caries, you know, we all worry and we put lockdown procedures in for flu viruses and for COVID. But what do we actually do to prevent dental caries? And if I can elaborate a little bit on that, you know, I always say to people, your cleaning procedure should be regular after meals. Don't eat no sweets. You can't tell a child of under 10 years old, they're not allowed to eat any sweets. <laughs> you know, that I always say to them after supper is once a day, there is time for something sweet. And then the routine should be to go and brush your teeth, to go and clean it up again, because it's all about the frequency of intake. I see people that stop smoking and now everybody is happy because they've stopped smoking, but then they're wanting to do something. They start sucking mint imperials, you know, the whole day. So there's a mint in the cheek all day. And eventually they end up with what we call neck caries or gingival caries, you know, and the teeth basically dissolve in that sweetness because it's got it all the time. Even people that exercise a lot, that drink these energy drinks, a cyclist, I've seen cyclists that travel they sip sip on this. They've got this little tube from the bottle. While they're traveling, they sip sip. So there's forever, for a long period of time, there's a high sweet concentration in the mouth. And it's devastating to teeth. It really is bad. 
So the real pandemic is this clearies. <laughs> yeah, it's clearies. Yeah, that's the real <laughs> pandemic. And all we try all day is to try and prevent disease and people think we want to hurt them, you know, that's what they think. Yeah. What I'm getting is that everything is connected to our digestive system. Can bad yes. also be connected to the digestive system? Yes. And people don't think that, you know, they don't think it's that. I was diagnosed years ago with irritable bowel syndrome and those regular probiotics, initially I took like six capsules, you know, to sort me out and then I'm down on one a day now. Maybe I, I don't even have to take it, but it's just that I feel so good with it and my digestive system is so nice that I carry on with that. It causes a lot of issues also with bad breath. We don't think it, but it's there, definitely. But I think they call the gut the second brain. You know, exactly, what is the significance of, you know, celebrating National Oral Health Month? That has come a long way, Lulu. The month of August usually, and it's now September, is National Oral Health Month. It's basically to make people aware of dental health and that it's curable. This is the whole thing. You can prevent it. I grew up back in the day when I was small, before I started knowing, I thought you're actually destined to lose your teeth. You cannot grow old with your own teeth until I grew up and started thinking for myself and seeing that you can, by preventing or practicing good oral hygiene, you can keep your teeth forever. I always joke with patients when I see them, I say, your, your teeth will outlive you because people very easily come in and say, this tooth has got a problem. I want it out, you know, and then I would joke and say to the young girls, today I had a young girl of 17. She didn't want me to restore the tooth. She just wanted it out. Started joking with her and I said to her, well, by 30, you're going to look like an old gogo, you know, <laughs> you, you, you shouldn't lose your teeth. But, you know, people's perceptions change over a long time. It's difficult to change. And the awareness that's been done in this month is just an extra step to really make people aware that you can actually keep your teeth if you look after them. Back in the day, we used to get a lot of promotional material as well that we hand out. And I try and, and gather up some pamphlets and stuff that during this month, just extra, we hand out to all the patients that come into the surgery every day. Even the companies like the toothpaste companies used to give us a lot of promotional material. It doesn't happen that much anymore. But still, it doesn't stop us from telling people that you should look after your teeth. What are the best preventative measures to combat oral disease? First of all is basic oral hygiene routines. It's something that you have to do. And back in the day, they used to say three times a day, but nobody's got a toothbrush after lunchtime, you're usually, you know. So I usually say twice a day, you've got to go through the routine by brushing. Secondly, you should floss your teeth with dental floss, which is quite a challenge for someone who doesn't know how to do it. There are little appliances that are available now that have got flosses that are easier. But I usually say, because you've got to be practical, your brush doesn't get in between your teeth to remove the plaque properly there. So about twice a week, I would say one should definitely use dental floss. But that doesn't mean just the string of floss. Now you get little, as I say, little flosses and things that you can buy nowadays that make things much easier. You know, you tend to know your own mouth. You know, you've got a spot where your food gets stuck all the time. Even if you just go and floss that on a, like a daily basis, when you brush your teeth, you clean that area out properly. You get nice appliances like little interdental brushes that can reach the areas. Very careful of, of a toothbrush that's the bristles are too hard. 
Because you see, with people getting towards middle age, they score away literally the enamel on their teeth and they start getting chronic sensitive teeth. And they also, they brush the gum away, literally. So good oral hygiene, regular practice, the frequency of taking in sweets. As I say again, I'm not saying don't eat sweet or don't drink cold drinks. Normal people like fizzy drinks and that. But I mean, restrict it to a certain time of the day and don't sip, sip it all day. And then I would really strongly recommend, I get families who go back to the process of now coming in for checkups every six months. With people with good mouths, we don't take regular x-rays. When there's a problem in the mouth, I, for instance, had this morning, I had a lady who was at school. She was a patient of mine. And this morning I saw her again and she's just had a second baby. And people say, it's an old wife's tale to say, pregnancy causes bad teeth. It's not. It's eating habits that change, you know. That's the big thing. And I had to be very careful with her. But all of a sudden, and she doesn't like the dentist, eh? But now she had three teeth that are very bad this morning. You know, I tried to tell her there's something she must go and look. And you can even go as far as doing doing a diet analysis. Give the patient a form where they fill in each and everything. Maybe they'll lie. I don't know. But they fill in everything what they eat. So sometimes you don't think, you know, something you use regularly is a problem. But then if I can see it, then I can advise you and say, this is your problem and that's your problem. I would say regular, maybe every two years, x-rays should be taken of your teeth. And then once you are under control, it's not necessary to go every six months to a dentist. You can go on a yearly basis. But, you know, things do develop quite fast. And usually when your diet changes. So it's best to get to know a person before you can advise them personally. But in general, regular oral hygiene. And if you tend to pick up a thing like halitosis or bleeding gums, rather go to the dentist because that's going to cause more problems. Like I said in the beginning, people lose more teeth because of gingivitis going into periodontitis than what they lose with caries. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Dr. Brinsloo. Remember to check out the detailed article on oral health on healthfromzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam, you can send an email to hello at healthfromzanzi.co.za. That's H-E-L-L-O at healthfromzanzi.co.za. Or I guess you can even send an emergency SMS or WhatsApp to 076-132-0454. I swear I always learn something new on Sisters Without Shame. But as promised, it is a no-holds-barred podcast and we do discuss the little awkward dilemmas that people deal with daily. What is the take-home message for you this week, Lucinda? You are what you eat. I think what stood out for me a lot in the chat with Dr. Prince Lou is how bad breath is also related to gut health. Also, it is not as simple as just turning to a bottle of Listerine. Infections in the lungs, sinuses or airways can also cause bad breath due to the presence of nasal secretions that may drain into the mouth. Chronic postnasal drip, for example, also occurs with sinus infections and can be a cause of bad breath. Coughing up sputum from lung infections may also cause bad breath. 
nothing annoys me more than street doctors who love to give people unsolicited advice. Sometimes just shut up and leave it up to the people who are qualified to make different diagnoses. That brings us to the end of episode 6 of Sisters Without Shame, proudly brought to you by Health Form Sanzi. From me, Lulu Nakani, and me, Lucinda Dordley, have a great week and remember to show us some love by sharing this podcast with a friend. <laughs>